This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing. Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit inspired gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry. And CBD infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wildcbd.com. That's W-Y-L-D-C-B-D.com by using the code P-O-D. That's code P-O-D for 30% off your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for the use by individuals aged 18 and older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. I just got to, uh, it'll be, it'll, it'll turn out great. All right. Here comes Sledge now. Uh, wait for him to connect to his audio. Speaking of green screens, like his phenomenal green screen. Oh, no, he just walked out of the green screen room into his coffee shop. There he is. Yeah, man. There you are. Let's bring him over. Um, first and foremost, two things. One, thanks for joining us here tonight. And two, you can hear me, right, Sledge? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And then right. uh, two, um, I apologize because if I would have known to do it through Discord video ahead of time, I could have arranged it all to have it all set up. Uh, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's. It, we were just talking about like right before you came on. My setup down here is a little elaborate and uh, like the Thunderdome uh, overrated. And, and uh, what was the word I just used? Too much. It's too much. It's just too much. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. That's the word I yeah, used. It's all good, man. We all got to have our toys, right? We all got to have our toys. Well, I have three daughters. So if I don't have a room down here like this, I'm going to lose my mind. So I'm just trying to I'm change. I'm in my studio slash office myself. So there you go. Um, and that is, uh, that is coffee with sledge on Twitch. Yes, absolutely. Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday. The pandemic. What's so, that? I started during the pandemic. That's right. Yes. Uh, and we're definitely going to get to that in, in one of the most interesting things about you and you, you have, you have such a, a great inspirational, uh, story. Um, I guess uh, motivational is the word I all use and, and we'll get to that as well. But right before the pandemic, you you signed your deal with ring of honor. It's ironic yeah. because you signed and then things shut down. Um, yeah. but... I always say, I always say, uh, sledge finally got a contract and the whole world crashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that, that like, you didn't come out of the blue. Like that signing was, uh, nine years in the making. Like you, uh, Worked your way. That was not, you've been in this business for nine years since before you signed that deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've had looks like I I got looked at like by WWE. I got I did some stuff with Impact, NWA, and uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, I took a chance on myself, yeah. and uh, Ring of Honor offered me a spot. And you know I had to work my butt off to get that spot with Ring of Honor, but I couldn't be happier with where I chose to go. So yeah, um. But, uh, so I wanted to start off and we, we just, I just, I get derailed a lot and I talk a lot. So it's all good. It's so do I. Okay, good. Then we're perfect. Um, but I was wondering how does one go from playing the drums, uh, in a metal band, uh, as the hammer to, uh, ring of honors, metal head maniac that we see right now. How did, how does that even evolve? Um, well, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of cool, I guess. I guess it's just an interesting story. Um, just I played drums since I was a kid. I always played yeah. bands. Like I was, I'd play like with music before, like it was cool to do on YouTube. Yeah, you know. And I'd always get in trouble for it. Uh, my neighbors would get pissed. I'd just be sitting there, just hammering and hammering. 
and uh, I just started playing in bands, man, and, and touring. And we, my band got a got a small deal with Jägermeister. Nice. And then, uh, but I've always been a big fan of professional wrestling. And the door opened one time, and I didn't go through it. So I decided to uh, the door opened again. And when a door opens twice, you kind of got to go through the door and see what happens. And well, it's been a, a very uh, up and down road with professional wrestling, but um, it's now my career. It's now my job. And I couldn't be happier with the choice I've made, you know, to be a professional wrestler. So that first door that opens um, and you didn't, you didn't go through it. What, what was holding you back then? Well, uh, <laughs> that's kind of an interesting story. Um, I was dating a girl at the time at the time. And I told her I wanted to go to professional wrestling school to become a professional wrestler. And she literally laughed in my face. <laughs> she literally oh. laughed in my face and said, you'll never make any money. You need to get a real job. So um, I took her advice and I went and I actually moved with her to San Luis Obispo, where I currently live now. Yeah. And then um, kind of got the real job and started playing in bands and but like the road is always where I've always wanted to be and wrestling just kind of the door opened again with professional wrestling. And like I said, when the door opens twice, you kind of, kind of got to through, kind of got to go through it. So. Did she go through the door with you the second time? No, 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 no. Okay. That relationship is no longer, uh, no longer there. No longer so. there. Have you always yeah. been a metalhead? Uh, honestly, no. Interesting. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to be real, um, I actually, when I was first growing up, I, I listened to a lot of rap, a oh, lot of hip-hop. Me too. Yeah, me too. a lot of hip-hop. And it wasn't like, it was like, it wasn't like, like, gangster rap, you know, not yeah. like Tupac and like Ice Cube and stuff. It was more like Puff Daddy, Mace. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, um, Mace. Oh. you know, I did listen to like some Snoop Dogg yeah. and stuff like that, but like, it was more of like the more upbeat. Yep. Stuff you know, hip hop, and then my sister was the metalhead. Wow! And I was walking by her door one day, and I'm like, "Man, she's like jamming like Anthrax," and I'm like, "What is this?" And like, I love playing drums. I'm like, "Dude, that's a badass beat. What is going on in this room?" And I come in, and she introduced me to metal music. Yeah, and it's just now it, it was just like, "Nope, screw rap, metal it is." So, wow, yeah. Um... Older sister? And I bought like Metallica albums and I didn't get into Metallica until like the load album. Really? You know, and that was like their, you yeah. know, that was in their, what was that, the 90s, 2000s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, Nace, man, that was such a good album. His first album was so good. His first album was a banger. Yeah, yeah man. It was really yeah, good. It was a banger. And, and then, I would bump it. I would bump it. And then wow, he disappeared dude. for. It, Ever, I think. Ever, and then I don't he, even I don't even know where he is now. You know? Well, he did come back with I don't know if he came back with an entire album, but he did come back with a with a song probably in oh gosh two thousand and four. And the only reason I remember that is I remember exactly where I was standing at the time when I heard it. Um. So yeah, but I don't know where he is now. He was like a, I think he was a preacher for a while. And very interesting I, stuff. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you. I think you're right. And um, I love like like um, you know Biggie Smalls, yeah. You know, just that whole you know genre yeah. of that kind of rap, you know. Yeah. And then like Biggie got shot, yeah. Puff did that that music video for him, and I bumped that shit, you yeah. know. And I don't know if I can say that. Can I say that? On yeah, you can say. This is Twitch. Okay. I I know I know, but some people you know they have. Oh oh okay music. yeah no no we're good. Yeah. Yeah yeah that was uh. I, t- I mean, I don't want to say good times. You just said you was shot, but I re- I remember that clear as day, man. I listen. I used to listen to that stuff all the time. You know, interesting, interesting. And you played drums, and we're listening to rap, which I guess makes sense in in my head. I guess with beats, but <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't make doesn't make sense in anybody. <laughs> I'm trying to be <laughs> nice. <laughs> make sense of it. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't playing a drum set though. I was playing yeah. like the band, like yeah, like yeah. a high school band, like okay. a, like middle school band, like oh, I was playing percussion. Interesting. Yeah. And interesting. then I finally got like a real drum set once I started getting into metal music. Yeah. So. Oh, there you go. That ma- that makes more sense. Yeah. And then it was just like I was playing anywhere from like you know a band called Flaw, which I still love, and they're not even around anymore. 
yeah um to you know lincoln park to papa roach to next you know like you know kill switch comes into my life and Ooh, punk you know pantera and you know it just the list kind of goes on and on so yeah um that second door that opened up what was that what was that door who was it it was um so i won tickets to a uh, professional wrestling show on the radio okay and I couldn't go because I had a I had a band gig, so I gave it to my coworker, and he went and they had a school and he's like, dude, I had, I dude, I had a blast, bro. You gotta like, we would always talk about wrestling, always talk about wrestling. He's like, dude, you gotta go to the school. You like, you gotta contact them. So um, I was doing promotions for a nightclub, and I contacted the promoter and said, hey, let me throw a show for you guys. And you give me a month of training nice, just to see if I can do it. And yeah. I come from like a mixed martial arts background and a martial arts background. And I did collegiate wrestling as well. So I kind of, and I've watched professional wrestling like my whole life. So I kind of, kind of knew the yeah. gifts of it here and there, you know? And he goes, yeah. So we threw the show and uh, it was kind of funny. Cause I was like the biggest guy at the show. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, are you getting in the ring? And I'm like, no, I'm actually promoting it. And they're like, dude, what the, you're, you're huge. What the hell? You know? So uh, I said, my time will come. And then I, I only trained for like professional wrestling, like in like training, training for like maybe a month, month and a half. Wow. And then I, uh, I just kind of trial by fire, Yeah. you know, went out on the road. Yeah. We've talked to some other wrestlers that said that's like training's great and, and go to the right school, get the right training, but you really learn more getting in there, getting in the ring taking the bumps, doing the bumps, doing the stuff like that. Um, Knowing how to call on the fly, working with different styles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then having like good mentors too is, is, is huge in the business. People that you can reach out to and you can um, – people that you've wrestled multiple times that have actually been somewhere that can coach you and kind of uh, lead you on the like the right path. So, Who who is one of your mentors? Oh, uh, Gangrel. Oh, Huge yeah. one. Huge mentor of mine. And that's why I said when you had Holiday on, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I know Holiday, yeah. you know, for, for sure. Um, Sim Bodie was a huge one. Um, Brutal Bob Evans was another one. Nice. Um, Chava Guerrero, Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, kind of list kind of goes on. Yeah. Um, so I was doing my research uh, as best I could today. Um, so, okay. So. You go, you you win these tickets. You go, you train. Let's fast forward a little bit. You you get your foot in uh, at Ring of Honor, um, to go to the dojo. And like you said, mm-hmm. uh, you took that chance. You gambled on yourself. Um, who? How does that come about? Like, who helped you get your foot in the door at Ring of Honor that allowed you to take this gamble? So it. So I originally, like, if you want to, like, kind of rewind, just, okay. if I can rewind just, yep. just, just a tiny bit, um, I got hot on the indies because okay. right after the Steve Austin podcast. That's right. Yep. I did Steve Austin podcast two years ago, and he really helped. I should have put them in the mentor, Steve Austin. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> um, he really helped launch my independent career. Take you to that next. Um, yeah, yeah. I was only there on a limb. I was there with AJ Kirsch. Okay. Uh, yep. We were doing some traveling together. And he goes, hey, I got this going on. And then, like, Steve calls him, and he asks if I can come with him. And he goes, yeah, bring him, you know. And then me and Steve just kind of started rapping because he realized that I had, like, a little bit of a story, you know, dealing with, like, alcohol, addi- you know, uh, drugs, addiction, yeah. you know, depression, so on and so forth. So he's like, hey, man, can I podcast you? I said, he goes, I, I believe it will help a lot of people. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let's do it, you know. And doing that really opened up a lot of doors because once the Steve Austin po- podcast hit, my my Twitter, my Facebook, my everything just started lighting up. And next thing you know, promoters are sliding in my DMs wanting to book me and start flying me. And then I got the chance to work with Impact. Um, I worked wow. Eli Drake on Impact. Nice. And Impact really loved the match. And then after that, it just kind of uh, – Ring of Honor was always kind of a place I always wanted to go because um, they were just – if you see a lot of the guys that come from to the bigger companies, mm-hmm. like you know AEW or WWE, yeah. they all came from Ring of Honor. Yeah, all their top stars are Ring of Honor guys. Yeah, you know, and I remember watching Ring of Honor on HDNet, you know, back in <laughs> yeah. the day. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, man, this is like innovative shit. Like, what's going? Like, this is awesome. 
So I heard that they were coming to Las Vegas uh, for their 17th anniversary. And something in my gut told me that I had to go. Yeah. Clear out that weekend and go. I wasn't booked. I wasn't anything. I literally rolled the dice just so they can get some kind of eyes on me. Wow. And I, I busted my butt there. I literally, when I got there, um, I had contacted a buddy of mine who has done ring crew for them before. And I, I, I contacted him and he goes, yeah, man, like if there's trucks there, that means they're there. So they're probably setting up. So I was circling Samstown all morning inside Samstown, trying to get into the venue to try to help out. And finally I got um, uh, so a guy named Bird came up to me. He goes, hey man, like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, you're kind of being kind of sketchy. What's up? I was like, hey man, I'm just kind of here to help. Like, whatever you guys need. He goes, hey, okay, cool. We do set up at 12. I was like, all right, cool. And then next thing you know, um, I bust my butt over the weekend. Uh, I get eyes on me from, you know, the upper management. Uh, they invite me back for the Saturday. I do Saturday. I bust my butt. And then um, off to the races, we kind of went. Uh, they offered me about a week later. They uh, asked me if I was going to be in New York uh, for WrestleMania weekend. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I will, because I, I had Blackcraft and I had a signing to do at WrestleCon. And they're like, would you want to come to the G1? Nice. And I said, yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to come to the G1. And they're like, cool. We'll send you the info. We'll see you in, we'll see you in New York. Got the info. Showed up at Madison Square Garden. I was only there for maybe about 10 minutes, give or take. And I got the Iggy on the elbow to follow them into the office. Oh, excuse me. Um, they offered me uh, the tryout that was coming up. I got the, uh, that was in, that was in March, April, May. It was like May, the first weekend of May was a tryout. They offered me that. So uh, I did the tryout. And then after the tryout, they offered me a dojo spot as I was flying home. Well, they said that you're going to have to relocate to Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm right. from California. And that was with no guarantees, no contract, no nothing was just like, hey, we'll give you a dojo sh spot. We don't think you're quite ready for TV yet. We kind of want to, show you our ways and you know we'll, we'll kind of see what happens so that's like the performance center if we were relating it yeah yeah okay yeah absolutely it's the ring of honors ring of honors uh dojo is like their performance center. Okay. a lot of the guys um uh dak draper sos um uh quinn mckay okay uh a lot of the names that are on tv right now all came from the dojo system so they offered me the dojo spot. I, 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 I came back home. I talked to the people that I needed to talk to, um, my support system. They said, it's an opportunity, so you need to go. Yeah. And I said, all right. I contacted them, said, I'll take the spot. Um, I moved out September. The first weekend of September was my first weekend. And they're like, we'll put you on the ring trucks to keep you um, floating uh, money-wise. Okay. And then you still can do indies as well. As long as they don't interfere with Ring of Honor dates, because you'll be driving the trucks and we need you on the trucks. I said, sure. You know, and within probably about six months, um, I got uh, really close with uh, with uh, the booker and, and the promoter. He really liked my work. He really liked what I was doing. He really loved that I was improving. I took it as a, like, this is an all or nothing. I'm pushing yeah. all my chips in on this. Yeah. If this doesn't work out, um, I'm kind of getting up there in age. So if this doesn't work out, I kind of, I, I might want to sit there and think about hanging up the boots and, yeah. you know, do what the first woman said I should do and get a real job, yeah. you know? Mm. And, uh, and it all worked out. I signed my deal, my deal. I signed my deal in February window effect, uh, March 1st and the whole world shut down. Shut down. <laughs> so. Insane. Did you, uh, did you call, uh, Steve Austin? Let him know. I did. Actually, it was funny when I uh, signed my – so before I went to the tryout, the day before the tryout, okay. I reached out to Steve. I go, hey, uh, I got a Ring of Honor tryout. What do you think? You know, um, do you have any advice? And he goes, go in there and do what you do. Leave it all out there. You know, what? what's the worst that's going to happen? They say no. Mm -hmm. He goes, but that plane ride home is going to be a very lonely plane ride. If you realize you didn't give it all you got, yeah. I said, yes, sir. Absolutely. And when I was signing my deal, so I signed my deal in the dojo and I had somebody video record it and I sent it to Steve and I said, look, Steve, I'm signing my deal to ring of honor. 
uh, my official deal to Ring of Honor. He goes, hell yeah, kid. Congrats. You know, so <laughs> that was really, really cool. So yeah. I still talk to Steve. I still talk to Steve, you know, today. So. Oh, man, that's great. That is a great story. Uh, insane. And we're going to get uh, to your Ring of Honor stuff and uh, everything that that came from like literally you sign and then the world shuts down and now it birthed, uh, you know, coffee with sledge. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't touch a little bit on, um, like you said, you, you struggled with, um, uh, addiction and depression and you battled yourself through that and, and you, you picked yourself up. Um, where in the timeline did you struggle with this? So, when I was younger, around 11 years old, my dad passed away from viral and bilateral pneumonia. Oh. And he was like the glue that held my family together. Yeah. So once he passed, my family completely split apart. And my mother fell into a very deep depression. That was her first love. That was yeah. her everything, you know? So she fell into a very, very deep depression. It kind of left me and my sister kind of out to kind of do our own thing. So I rebelled a lot. I didn't do good in school. I was getting into fights. Uh, any man that tried to tell me to do anything, yeah. it was like, Duke's up, we're fighting. You know, um, but I got into wrestling from my dad's best friend. He's, you know, he got me into wrestling. He says, hey man, you got a lot of aggression, dude. You got to wrestle. Yeah, get it out. And his son wrestled. So they, he got me into freestyle and I, I really took to, to freestyle and I got took it to collegiate, but um, I still I started drinking at a very young young age because I came from a uh, I come from a very uh, long line of alcoholics in my family, and it's it's kind of it's kind of funny that we're we're talking about this. Yeah. I literally wrote all this down on a piece of paper yesterday. It's, it's <laughs> crazy that we're all talking about this again. Um, and the, the the alcoholics I started drinking at like 13, 14 years old. And it was just something about beer and alcohol and yeah. boozing and just trying to see where I fit yeah. in, you know, the best I could. Um, I left my house right after high school. I barely graduated high school, barely graduated high school, left my house, moved in with a, with an aunt and uncle who um, had marriage, marital problems. And he was a heavy drinker, drinking, partying with him. Being a knucklehead, I got into some uh, some trouble with the law, and um, became homeless off of that. Mm. And my sister, who lived in San Francisco at the time, um, I called my biological mother, and I told her that while I was homeless, that if I don't find a place to live or find something, I'm going to die here on these streets. And she says I can't help you, and she hung up the phone. So, I haven't really talked to my biological mother since. Yeah. Um, I called my sister and my sister goes where have you been I've been trying to get a hold of you I've been trying to find you where have you been where are you where are you right now I told her I'm in you know I was in Oxnard California I said I'm, I'm living on the streets I have a trash bag full of my clothes and she goes can you make it to this and it was like yeah. 24 blocks down or something like that she goes can you make it to this train station I said yeah she goes, you have a train ticket waiting for you. I'm busting you up here. And at the time I was on probation. I said, I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble, you know, if I do this. She goes, no, I will take care of everything. Don't worry. Get up here. So I bust, she bust me from Oxnard to San Francisco. And it took like a day or so because there were so many stops in between. Got off the bus. And I still had that, that rebel mentality in my yeah. head that, that, that nothing can mess with me. And I know best and all this stuff, you know, and. I got into some fights with my sister and she almost kicked me out a couple times because I was just so rebellious. I met that girl that I was telling you about that yeah. I told you that I was going to go to professional wrestling. It was APW okay. actually all pro wrestling. Um, I don't know if you remember the, the, sh the, the movie beyond the mat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I watched that when I was a kid. Okay. And I reached out to beyond, I reached out to APW. Um, they had this like online form and they said, well, who do you think you look like? And a lot of people have told me I look like Batista. Yeah. I used to have all clean shave and just a little line <laughs> on the middle here without <laughs> the nose ring and without the earrings, you know, <laughs> the shaved head, Yeah, you know, 
and uh, and I go, I used to, you know, they said I look like Batista. Uh, Roland Alexander called me like within, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Say, hey, I want you guys, want you to come down to school and check it out. It's in Hayward, which in San Francisco, it was only like maybe, I don't know, maybe like half hour BART ride or something like that. So I, I never did. Mm. I met the girl. She told me yeah. you need to go job and, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. The, the addiction with the addiction, I kept drinking, right. drinking, 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 always partying, always drinking, always partying, always drinking. When I got into professional wrestling, I got hot really quick. I was a big guy yeah. who had, had look. a decent look yeah. and WWE um, contacted me and I thought I was the absolute shit. <laughs> no one could tell me anything. Right. Um, and instead of living that professional life, I was living that rock star life. Yeah. So I'm on the road every weekend and I'm partying every weekend after parties, you name it yeah. and we're and doing it. And then I get hurt um at a party nonetheless not in the ring at a party i landed on a beer can i went and jumped on my on a buddy's back and he samoan dropped me on a beer can on a beer can oh. standing straight up oh and it went right into my lower back boom bent me um i lost feeling in my legs i was like oh no like this is bad yeah um i felt like i had to go to the hospital and then I had to wrestle the next day. I think I had like a double header the next day. I didn't go to the doctor. I wrestled. And about a week later, I was in a match. And uh, with a very green guy, I was green myself. And I went to, to do a move. I don't remember exactly what it was. I lost the feeling in my left leg. Oh. And I went, oh, no. Like, I, I can't feel my left leg. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. We're good, we're good. I go to pick him up for the pump handle slam because I used to use it. And he went up so heavy, my back gave out. Boom. And I barely protected him. Yeah, barely protected right. him. Almost dropped him right on his head. Covered him. One, two, three. I can't move after the match. My back is locked up. My legs have locked up. I can't, I can't move. So they helped me out of the ring. They get me to the back. And they're like, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, no, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm not going to the hospital. I only live an hour away. Just let me drive home. Get me in the car. Let me drive home. I drive home, and then I realize I can't get out of the car. And I'm like, I, I physically can't get out of the car. I'm in so much pain, I can't get out of the car. So I drive myself to the emergency room, and the doctor tells me, dude, you need to stop wrestling. Oh, Like, you're done. 100% done. And I'm like, nah, man. Like, I just started. Like, no. So he prescribes me Norcos. Okay. A heavy dose of Norcos. So I start popping Norcos. While I'm popping Norcos, I'm still drinking. Yep. Because things at home aren't going very well. My home life's falling apart because I'm living the rock star life. Mm -hmm. And now all I'm doing is drinking. And now I'm popping pills. So my wife at the time, she left me. She said, nope, I'm out. See ya. So that made me fall into even more deeper of a depression. Yeah. And now I'm running out of my script. So what do you do when you run out of a script? You find somebody who has a script. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I start popping more pills. I start popping this. Um, I got into a match that I should have never walked out of the curtain. I was so blacked out. Should have never walked out of the curtain. And I would say shame on the promoter for letting me walk out of that curtain, but it wasn't necessarily on the promoter. It was on myself. Yeah. Was on um, let's just say it was the worst match of my life. 100%. The worst match of my life. I get done with that match. I get into a fight with the promoter because I'm just completely out of my mind. Um, I leave... And then next, you know, the next couple of days, things start kind of popping out online. What happened? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Next thing you know, a lot of bookings are being pulled from me. Mm. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting at home with no bookings, no wife, no friends, 
no nothing. That's a dark place. Yeah. Lonely. Yeah. And no one's returning my text messages. No one's returning my text messages, my calls, nothing. And that wake up call came when my best friend, JD Horror, called me. Mm -hmm. And he goes, We need to talk. He goes, I've been seeing this for a while. You've been going down, 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 down. I went to a WWE tryout completely out of my mind, by the way. I got a WWE tryout in 2013, and I would thought I would never hear from the WWE yet. Goes so out of my mind. He goes, he calls me, he goes, dude, you need you need help. Like I literally had a beer in my hand when he called me. I had pain pills right by my right by my nightstand, and then I had a pistol. Oh. Thinking. Yeah. Might as well. You know? What, what you've been battling so hard in life and life is just just kicked you. Kicked you, kicked you, kicked you. Why 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 fight anymore? Why? You know, but I was putting all the poison in my body. I this was all self self-induced. Yeah. You know, and um I put my my buddy on FaceTime. And I dumped out all my body, all, all my pills. Dumped out all my alcohol in my house. And uh, I did that six years ago, and I haven't looked back. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And uh, he uh, is still my best friend to this day. He literally saved my life. Yeah, I was just going to say. that wake-up call that yep. I needed. And then um, all I did was substitute, though. All I did was substitute two addictions for another addic- addiction, and that was food. Yeah. And, but, I mean, that's that's the progression. I guess uh, you remove that one addiction. You you're going to replace it. My shoot job is working uh, with behaviors, uh, children and their behaviors. And if I can eliminate one extreme behavior, like let's say uh, hitting another child, uh, that behavior just manifests itself as hitting yourself. And then you get rid of that. You just try to whittle it down, whittle it down until you got nothing. So, Absolutely. And it was just kind of uh, um, the day you wake up clear and sober, clean and sober, like all of the poison is out of your body. I was so bad that I would wake up in the morning and I would have to vomit in the shower because I was so messed up from the night before and I was vomiting blood. Yeah. And then I would get out of the shower and I would pop some pills. I I would take a shot to try to even myself out and then I would go work. I'll go work a shoot job. Mm. you know um and i was getting them from a guy at the shoot job yeah you know vicious cycle it, it's a very vicious yeah. cycle but that day you wake up so clear-minded man that day you wake up and you just go man like this is what it feels like to be sober this is what it feels like my body doesn't hurt as bad as i thought my body hurt yeah my back doesn't hurt as bad as i thought my back hurt. you know and then rehabbing properly right really helped me a lot as well but as i as i said um nobody in the wrestling business still wouldn't really really still kind of kept me at bay in the wrestling business because they weren't quite sure how long i was going to stay sober right um joey chaos from santino brothers really took a chance on me and he goes give me one reason give me one good reason why I shouldn't pull your bookings right now with me. Just give me one. And I said that I'm never going to pick up the bottle or do pills ever again. And he goes, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. And he took a chance on me. And once he took a chance on me, everybody else kind of started taking a chance. On me. Yeah. But also I bloomed up. I, I didn't look like a professional wrestler because I, I, I substituted Two addictions, like I said, for one addiction, that was food. Mm-hmm. So I ballooned up really big. Like I got up to like 320 pounds. Wow. And carrying that much weight on yeah. a kind of already kind of broken body. It's like going, go to the gym and pick up a hundred pound dumbbell. Oof. And try to carry that around. I'm not. I can't on a that. daily basis. Yeah. You know, 
And imagine that kind of weight on your joints, on your neck, on the back that you're already having problems with. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, it was time to make a change. And then I'm watching all my friends. Sorry, if I'm still rambling. No, go, cut keep, me off. go ahead. Keep going. Beat me down. Nope. You're fine. Um, all my friends, all, well, um, acquaintances, I won't say friends, acquaintances. Okay. Lucha Underground came around. Yep. And Lucha Underground started swooping up everybody. Yep. Sure all did. the California guys, they started swooping up and making stars out of. And I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching this and I'm sober. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if I wasn't a drug addict, I could have been right there with yeah. them. I could probably be in the WWE right now. Yeah. If I wasn't a drug addict. And that day, that day was the day that I changed everything. The day that I picked myself up off of the depression I was in. I was working a really good shoot job. Yeah. I mean, I was working for the cable. I was a linesman for the cable company. Yeah. I was making great money. That was good. And I trained it. I traded it all in. I quit my job. I started going to the gym twice a day. I went down to part-time at another job and just started busting my butt. And then my buddy Wes out of Vegas was like, hey, man, like we want to book you. Mm -hmm. Are you available? And I said, yeah, man. And then I just started kind of gaining some steam, gaining some steam, gaining some steam, more steam. Then the Austin thing happened. And then off to the kind of races we are, yeah, you know, and um, – yeah, motivational speaking and motivational podcasts and motivational anything. If you could change your mindset set and you get that negativity out of your mind and you start bringing in positive thinking, it's amazing what you can do. It really is. It's an amazing thing. And it's, I still struggle to this day. Some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I just don't feel like getting the hell out of bed. Right. You know, I have bad days just like everybody else, but I'm, I understand that my bad days are just a bump in the road. Yeah. That's all that is just a bump in the road it's not gonna last it's not gonna last at all you know i'll give you an example i was in maryland and i was moving because ring of honor after i signed my deal with ring of honor the covid thing happened um i flew back to california because i still have a place here in california mm -hmm. i was living in two places at once and my uh my boss at ring of honor says hey man we really like what you're doing you know at home you can go ahead and move home and we're, we're just going to start, you know, we'll, we'll start flying you. We're going to move you to the, you know, main roster sooner, soon. So just, and we don't know when that is because yeah. we're in a pandemic. So just move home. It's fine. So um, when the tapings happened uh, for the peer, for the peer tournament, I went to Maryland and I packed up all my stuff, I packed up all my stuff. And I left my moon roof open on my car <laughs> and it <laughs> rained. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tell me to laugh. I'm um, going to the gym. Yeah. And I see a tarp over my car. And I go, I didn't do what I think I did. Yeah. Right. So I go, I take the top off. I take the tarp off because my landlord put the tarp over my car because he came home at like two or three in the morning, realized my moonroof was open and put the tarp over. Get in my car, soaking wet. And I go, man. This is a, this isn't a great way to start the day, nope. but I'm going to the gym anyway. Yeah. Go to the gym, start my squat set. My back goes out. Bop, bop. But I go, man, this is a really bad day. Oh. And I could have easily just went back to where I was staying at and go to bed yeah. and just call it a day. You'll never know what something can change at the instant. I go to this place called Bliss Nutrition that I used to go to all the time when I was in Maryland. I walk in, and every time I would be there, I would always buy – I believe in paying it forward. Yep. I would buy my, my, my protein shake or whatever I was ha having at the time, and I would always buy – they'd always do the shake and, like, eliminate you know, for a certain amount. I go, you guys um, – I'm going to buy both, but I don't want the lemonade, but you guys give it to whoever you guys want. Every day I would go in there and I would do this. Yeah. And they would give it to like law enforcement that would walk in or whoever it was, you know, um, I walk in and she could tell, like the owner could tell I was having a little bit of, of a rough morning. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like I going to get my shake. And she goes, she gives me my shake for free. Yeah. 
And she gives me like this uh, fat burner shot or something like that. And I'm like, man, okay, my day's turning around. My day's turning. There's a step in the right direction right there. Next thing you know, my buddy calls me and he goes, hey, man, let's uh, eat your last night. Let's let's go to D.C. Uh, I'm going to take a dinner. Dinner's on me. Let's go. go. Boom. Now my day's changing. So it's just what you do with the day. Yeah. You know, I could easily just called it a day and went to bed, but I didn't. I kept moving. I kept going forward. Yeah, just, just speed bumps. That's what you said. Yeah, just speed bumps. You know, they're just speed bumps. Um, You have 24 hours in the day, bud. Yeah. What are you going to do with those 24 hours in the day? Yeah, it's it's great. It's hearing you you talk about that is is extremely motivational. Obviously, um, I I like when you you're relatable. You make it relatable. Uh, you you say things like um, if if you can do it, anybody can do it. And I 100%. think I think more people need to hear that. I think like Steve Austin said, you have a story, and I think people hearing your story, it, it's gonna help someone. Someone out there, someone will see this, and it will help them. And that's the whole pay it forward aspect. Just like you said, hundred percent. You never know. Huh. I, I had a buddy, and I'll tell you guys. I don't know how much time we have, but um, I'll tell you a story. I was driving to Vegas. I just get, got back from Vegas uh, on Sunday, and I was driving to Vegas. And um, when I first started in the business, I had a buddy that lived in Florida, so I flew to Florida and uh, did a couple shots and met another guy. And he goes, uh, and we kind of stayed in contact here and there. And uh, he reached out to me. He goes, "Hey, man." Um, I really like what you're doing with your motivational stuff. He goes, I'm kind of in a rough, I, I'm doing a, uh, I'm in a really rough way. Can you help me? I go, yeah, man. I shoot him my number and he gives me a call and he goes, I don't want to drink anymore. I go, okay. I go, well, what's going on, man? Why, why are you coming to this decision? Right. Because you have, you have to come to the decision. You don't want to drink anymore. If you if you don't want to be sober, don't you're you're not going to be sober. It's one of those things where it's like you have to seriously think to yourself in your mind that I want to do this, and there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing this. And he goes, "Well, my wife my wife left me, and she left me with the three kids." I go, "Okay," and he goes, um, "I've thought about suicide, and I've thought about a number amount of things, man. But like, I thought I would reach out to you because." I've kind of seen your story and I, mm-hmm. I, I think that you, you can help me I go out. Yeah. Let's, you know, tell, tell me more of the rundown. He goes, um, I was doing really good. I was four five months clean and sober, but then I let my wife, my ex-wife, me and my ex-wife got back together. And then she started accusing me of, instead of going to the gym, right. excuse me of like seeing another girl or the reason why I'm going to the gym is because, um, you don't, you want to look good for these girls or yada, yada, yada. And he's like, no, I just want to feel better about myself. So he stopped going to the gym. He started drinking again. Anyway, they, they sooner or later broke up, but he continued drinking and he met this new girl who doesn't do anything. She's clean and sober. She's, she's, she's a good girl. And he goes, this morning she went to go kiss me goodbye. And I couldn't even get up. Huh. Every time she comes home, I'm an asshole to her because I have alcohol in my system. And he goes, she's such a good girl. I said, you have to realize that. I said, there's a reason why she came into your life right now. There's a reason. I said, she has nothing invested in this. Nothing invested in this. I said, she could easily pack up her things, walk out that door and leave you with those three kids. But she's stepping up to be a mother because the other mother's not doing it. I said, out of respect for her, you need to clean yourself up. And I guarantee you that $120 you're spending a week on alcohol, the $200 you're spending a week on alcohol. I said, put that away. Put it away for your kids. Every time you go to go and buy alcohol, the, the fifth of whiskey or whatever you're, mm-hmm. you're drinking, put that money aside for your kids and see how far it goes. You wow. know? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I go, where are you at in your house right now? He goes, I'm in my living room. I go, how much alcohol you got in the house? He goes, I got like this big old bottle of whiskey. And I go, what are you going to do with that bottle of whiskey? I said, you going to drink it? I said, you just called me. You asked me for help. Are you just going to drink it? And he goes, no, I'm going to jump it down the drain. I go, good. I'll sit on the phone. Yeah. And he dumped it down the drain while I was on the phone. Wow. And I said, now imagine when your girlfriend comes home from work and she goes to kiss you and you don't have whiskey on your breath. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine when you tell her, 
I know that I've been bad. I know that I haven't treated you well, but babe, I'm going to treat you better from now on because you deserve it. Imagine the release of emotions she's going to have. Yeah. Because she doesn't have to worry anymore. Nope. Good stuff. That is good stuff. Oh, man. Woo! Anyways. Let me... That's good, man. I tell you that story. I I could just hear you tell those stories all night. Uh, but I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about coffee with Sledge because that's where yeah. I stumbled upon you. I can't even. I don't remember how I saw how I found. I think I was. I think I was literally looking for wrestlers that had Twitch channels, and I think that's how I found you. And I caught you one one morning, or well, you know, morning for you, afternoon for me. And it was just great stuff. It 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 was just great. I related so well to it. The people you had on. How did that come about for you? And uh, you know, tell the people who maybe have never seen it what it's about. We. Um, it's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting how it all came about. Um, I was doing it. I was sitting at home. You know, like we all were yeah. during a pandemic. You know, during a pandemic and. I'm like, man, like, I kind of want to start. I would go on live on Instagram. Okay. And I, would, I have a porch in my house, and I would sit there, and I would drink coffee every morning. I listen. I, I live right by the beach. I listen to the waves crash. I listen to the morning. It's kind of mm-hmm. how I like to start my morning. Good vibe. And I like yeah. to uh, sit on the porch and just kind of collect my thoughts and collect what I'm going to do for the day. And, you know, um, and I would go on Instagram live and just talk to people. Just talk to them random people and zicky zicky dice he goes hey man like i really like what you're doing um on your instagram you should do this on twitch Mm -hmm. and i'm like uh uh, uh, i don't know you know and marty the moth yeah i know him yeah talk talk to me about twitch about a year year prior so it's a back to the when the door opens twice kind of thing yeah you kind of got to go through it so I was like, yeah, Marty was talking to me about this Twitch thing about a year ago, and now um, you're telling me about it. Okay, let's kind of see where this goes. Let's kind of open it up. And I uh, I had my first show with AJ Kirschner, was my first guest on. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of just started to start steamrolling from yeah. there. And next thing you know, we're doing Ring of Honor week, and I got yeah. a bunch of Ring of Honor guests that are wanting to pop on and talk. And it's it's just it, – it's like I just sit down like what we're doing. We're yeah. just sitting down. We're just BSing. Yep. You know, I don't really have a formula what I go off of. I mean, I do research on my on my on my guests, yeah. like you do. Yeah. But we just kind of rap and just have fun and and take questions from the chat and yeah. we talk about current events like wrestling or whatever else is going on in the world. You know, um, it's kind of funny because I was listening to your show before I jumped on. Yeah. You said something like, "Well, what is there really out there to watch right now in professional wrestling?" Yeah. You know. Have you seen the new Ring of Honor stuff? I have been watching the Pure Tournament. Um, and the sad thing is, I missed the championship match. I watched every other one, and I missed the cha- That was, yeah, it was Monday. My Mondays suck. Well, um, you can go to Fight TV and rewatch it. I can go to know? Fight TV and rewatch it. Or ringofhonorwrestling.com yeah. and join Honor Club. Yeah, I sure can. And uh, I won't spoil who won the title, although they should have watched it last night. Um, I'm very excited. I'm excited that that title's back. Um, but I, I'm ready to, I'm ready for ring of honor to come back. I'm ready for MLW to come back. Um, and those two are, are right on the verge of, of doing their stuff. Ring of honor's back. Yes. We're back with a vengeance. We're back a hundred percent with a vengeance. Um, all right. We're a hundred percent back. Um, there's, Cool things happening in the works that I can't really talk about, but you know, there's a, you never know where I'm going to pop up or when I'm going to pop up. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Um, have you. MLW is great though. Yes. Fort Bauer does great. Yes, has a great does. product at MLW. Fantastic product. And I think they, I think Fusion returns this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. The 18th. The so, 18th. The I 18th. apologize. That's okay. But I look forward to that. You know, Jacob Fatu, yep. the longest reigning MLW heavyweight champion that there is. Yep. You know, a NorCal guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jacob Fatu is amazing. I got to roll with him during Christmas and had a great time rolling with him. Yeah. And we've never locked up. 
And I had a great time rolling with, with Jacob Fatu. I mean, they got Hammerstone. Look at Hammerstone. The guy's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. You yeah. know? Um, yeah. The guys that they have that they just signed, uh, you know, the guy, a lot of the guys that they're just signing up, you know, to a lot of this, a lot of the people that they've had in their contract, man, MLW is a great product to watch, you know, um, impacts coming, coming along. Yep. They got some cool stuff coming, you know, but I'm telling you right now, man, none of that stuff compares to what we're doing at ring of water right now. I'm telling you that right now. I, and we're, we're, yeah. we're killing it. We, uh, we had the bounce. We had both, both the bouncers on here. They're all, they're all about ring of honor. Um, so I'm excited. The the thing I hear all the time about Ring of Honor is people tell me or people say or I read it, which I shouldn't be reading and looking into stuff, is Ring of Honor needs to be needs to be on a cable channel. So we are on cable channel. We're on all the Sinclair networks. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. I I get it. I watch it on TV. Yeah, and I, I'm just I was yes. Ring of Honor is basically East Coast. East Coast. Coast. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, and that's right. But yeah, you could see Ring of Honor in Washington. You could see yeah. Ring of Honor in California. You could see Ring of Honor in Oregon, they're, uh, Texas. Like they're all over the. We're all over the place. Um, excuse me, but yeah, man. Like Ring of Honor is, um, is the best company out there, man. And during this whole pandemic, yes, I like they this. took care of yep. all of us. Yeah, because when you're part of the Ring of Honor family. Your family. Mm-hmm. That's what um, that's what Brian Malona said to us. I think it was him. Yeah, I I think he said, uh, like, correct me if I, I mean I might be wrong, but they covered all the all the dates that got canceled. You know, all yep. the stuff that got shut down for the the pandemic. You know, Ring of Honor said, "Don't worry about it." You know, you're still going to get your check. You're still going to get whatever it is. Uh, Even the people that were booked yeah. for the women's tournament yeah. that didn't happen got paid. Insane. Insane. And they're not even under contract. Like, a lot of yeah. them aren't even under contract with Ring of Honor. And they still got paid. Awesome. Um, yeah, so there you go. You, you can hear the passion in your voice about what's happening in Ring of Honor. So I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to do a little more. I got to go watch that championship match. Uh, all that Brother. stuff. I, I know. Brother. So good. It's I, so good. I, I, you know, those guys, those two guys right yeah. there, the foundation, yeah. those two guys right there, Hotshot Tracy Williams yeah. and Jonathan, the octopus Gresham. Yeah. Two of the best technical wrestlers there is in the world and have traveled the world meeting in, in, in the ring yeah. with rules for one hour. Oof. Is whew, how did I on one hour time limit? Excuse me, one hour time limit. Yes, excuse me. Is with no punches being allowed to be thrown. Yep. Go figure. Like yep. that's that's professional wrestling. That's what professional wrestling is. Yep. You know, and what they did was absolutely amazing. I watched it last night. I'd watched a watch along. It was just it, it was great. And I'm sitting there at the edge of my seat. And I'm trying to write out all this stuff, but I'm I, I'm getting pulled this way, and I'm like, you know what? Screw this stuff. I'm watching this stuff. You know, like it, I'll get to, I'll get back to this stuff. Um, I was doing something for Ring of Honor, yeah. But I was like, I'll get back to this because Ring of Honor will understand that I'm watching, yeah. you know, our product. And we, if you see our series, you've watched the Peer Tournament, right? Yes. You've seen the stuff we've done, right? Yep. Just everything looks so professional. Yes. We are the Ring of Honor went in the pandemic and came out a new brand and a new company. And we're showing that. We're showing what true professional wrestling is now. And that's just getting excited. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like the silver lining of the pandemic. It's like a blessing. It's it's a re rebirth. You got you came out new and it's going to awesome. Um, and I came out in a new sledge from the pandemic. New sledge, yeah. Yeah, because I, when I moved to Baltimore, I kind of lost my support system okay. because everything is based here in California. Yeah. So I was out there all alone. So I got back into depression eating. 
So I bloomed up just a little bit, not like like I used to. Yeah. I was still working out and I was still training twice a day, but I still I put on some extra pounds that I didn't really like. So I during the pandemic, I I you know, I dropped all that weight, you know, and yeah. got back on, on on a nutrition plan and got back onto, you know, the way that sledge I believe should look and you know, I cut my hair. I used to have long hair. I cut my hair, you know, I yeah. made a few changes here and there, you know, to reinvent the metalhead maniac. And so when he comes to TV, I come through your TV. Ooh. Nice. Um, we're nearing the end of the show. And before I give you the mic to put over whatever you want, although you've done a phenomenal job doing it, I would be, I, I couldn't let you go without asking you. Cause Vanessa wants to know, uh, what is your favorite roast of coffee? <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm a black coffee guy, straight black coffee guy. Um, Cafe Coffee is fantastic. They're owned by AC Slade, uh, the former bass player for uh, a band called Dope, yeah. original bass player in Dope, uh, Murder Dolls, Joan Jet, and he also played in the Misfits as well. Nice. Uh, he sponsors our show, CafeCoffee.com. Type in promo code Sledge15 to get fifteen percent off your order. Just letting anybody know. <laughs> But they send me coffee all the time. They have a thing called Black Magic Coffee, and then their cold brew coffee is just absolutely fantastic. Awesome. But usually I take my coffee uh, black with a little bit of ice because I don't like hot coffee. I do not like Interesting. hot coffee. Interesting. I know. You're like, wait, what? I don't like hot food. Like, I don't like food where it burns. Like, now, spicy food, that's okay. a whole other story. Yep. I love spicy food. I love food that makes me sweat. But temperature-wise, not about it. I like to drink my coffee. Not sit there and go, yeah. oh, God, it burned my lips or <laughs> my tongue or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, I like to drink my coffee. So I usually drink, drink it black with just a little bit of ice. Also, I, I do a, a thing called intermittent fasting. So if I put any unnecessary sugars or creamers or anything like that, it takes me out of my fast. So, okay. um, Awesome. You know, Excellent. There you Vanessa, go. how do you take your coffee? Um, well, I do two creamed um but i was thinking like dark medium light roast like how you like your coffee bean it's kind of that oh, idea dark roast dark roast? Dark about metal yeah, i'm a nice. dark i'm a dark human being <laughs> but dark is less caffeine yeah well that's why you just have just more cups yeah, exactly <laughs> that's why it's perfect i agree I, I like the dark roast more too it's more it's bitter it's a little bitter so i i enjoy it i i drink a lot of coffee throughout the day it's like if I'm not drinking coffee, water, or a thing called Zevia. There you go. You know, Zevias are great, by the way. There's zero calories, zero everything. And if you ever like, if you love soda and you need an alternative to soda, like to get that, help you with that little bit of that sweet tooth, Zevia is amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm a wolf of knowledge. There you go. Yes. I feel like we could do this all night, but we could, you know, we could we have you on again. Uh, I mean, I got stuff in my notes I didn't even touch tonight. Uh, what? Talk to me. Oh, gosh. You put me on the spot now. Uh, let me Give quick... me one thing. Okay. Um, you you talked about your recovery. that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. See it. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about your recovery. Uh, great inspirational story. Um, would you be against or for or how would you handle an angle – presented to you like we saw with jeff hardy how they go uh, th- th- an angle focused around his real life angle yeah like that with the addiction like what the... like jericho did with cm punk uh yeah in the yes stuff like that you know where um i would be okay with it okay um as long as everything was done everything was written right right and each person that was involved in it got I'm going to say over okay. would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, and there was an end to it. Yeah. As long as the story made sense and there was an end to it, I would totally be down with it. As long as I wasn't having to ingest any kind of, yeah, obviously alcohol or anything like that. But if there was a story where it was like, and. Oh, sorry. I was reading one of your comments. What did it say? Does Sledge watch the blow off oh. each week? Yeah, uh, the blowout man does uh, – every week he sends us his recap of what happened in the week in wrestling. And uh, he sends me the videos. I edit them, put them up on our YouTube channel, and we call it the blow-off because it's the end of the week. 
No, but I will now. You will now. There you go. There you go. YouTube. But yes, I'm I'm totally open to anything like that, and I'm an open book. Yeah. Um, my story's been out there. It's been out there on the pod. It's been out there on awesome podcasts. It's been out there yep. for, you know, it's now being brought to light now because Ring of Honor has allowed me to shine light on it even mm -hmm. more. And um, every podcast that they put me on or anything like that, they, you know, they're totally okay with me talking about my story because I, I wanted to make sure before I talked about it because I, I, I sat down with the bosses and told them, hey, this is me. Yeah. When they were going to sign me, I said, hey, guys, let's talk um, first because this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah. And they were totally on board with it. Like they've never had a guy they've – had, they've had guys with addiction issues and so on and so forth, but somebody that's been so, I guess, open about it. Yeah. Because to be honest, depression and alcoholism and uh, addiction is very um, – I guess would be taboo would be the right, right word to say. Yeah. You know, a lot, not a lot of people talk about it. You know, not a lot of people open up about it. And um, I believe that if if you open up about it, number one, it helps you deal with those problems. And on top of that, you never know who you're going to help. So um, back to your original question, doing an angle like that, yeah, yeah 100%, I'm totally in. As long as the story was written right and it had an ending and we knew where we were going. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Sledge. I was going to add, like, your story would, like – catch because like you were just telling like what you were saying your story i kind of like i've read about it but like hearing you talk about it, like i was bawling sitting here like i was bawling no you weren't i was, she was. like i'm so I'm... she sent me the message <laughs> i can't see her so she's blacked out on my screen yeah oh, yeah no but yeah no like I, yeah i was i was like oh my gosh like i had to mute myself because i was like sniveling oh yeah well, i appreciate it, it you was... know i'm glad that yeah. i'm not glad that you cried about my story um but i'm just glad powerful, I was able to come powerful. on your guys. I was glad I was able to come on your guys' podcast and, and, yeah. and tell the story. I know this has been a about a month, month and a half in the works. Yeah. And um I'm happy that I was able to come and hopefully somebody takes something from this. And and, and before we sign off, I, I just want to say one thing. Um if you're having you I'm I'm nobody special. Okay. I'm a human being just like just like you are, just like Vanessa. I'm a human being. I'm a guy who's made a bunch of mistakes and still will make a bunch of mistakes but it's what you do with those mistakes and what you do and what you learn from and you're not alone in this world trust me on this you were never alone in this world there's always somebody there it might not be the person you want to be there but somebody is always there and somebody will always be able to reach out and help you suicide rate has skyrocketed since COVID-19 mm -hmm. skyrocketed because everybody's been laid off from their jobs and they're locked in their homes. That's a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Not knowing where the next dollar is coming from. Not knowing how to feed your kids. Not knowing how to pay your mortgage or pay your car payment or whatever is going on, you know. And a lot of people have taken to suicide as, an, as a way out. Trust me, guys. That's not the way out. Trust me on that. It's not the way out. All you need to do is sometimes just reach out. And one, you can reach out to, out to a hundred people, and I guarantee you, at least one's going to get back to you to help you out. I guarantee you, you're not alone in this world. No one is. Awesome. Well said. Well said. We can't. I mean, we can't. We can't top that. Yes. Excellent. Um, why don't you let the people know? I mean, people that are here live, we've been putting out the commands, but we'll push this out to YouTube. Let us know where we can find you and uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm really easy to find. I keep all my socials very easy at sledge 805. I live the 805. I live in the 805. 805 is my, where my heart is. Um, you can check, catch that, that, that works. <laughs> you can check me out on, you can check me out on Twitch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday yeah. with coffee with sledge. That's twitch.tv slash sledge 805. And, uh, from 12 PM Pacific standard time, 3 PM Eastern standard time. And we have, uh, we have cool guests. We do exactly what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, as we sit here, we talk and it's sometimes I bring on motivational speakers. Sometimes I bring on wrestlers. Sometimes I bring on musicians. So it just, it just depends. You know, you'll never know what flavor you're going to get. And we talk about yeah. motivation. We talk about current events. We talk about professional wrestling. We, we talk about it all on, on our show, just like you do. Awesome. So it's, it's a fun show. It's a very interactive show. If you have, uh, you know, questions, comments for our guests, our guests are very open to taking questions and comments. Um, 
That's it. What's well, on tomorrow? Who who do you have on tomorrow? Anyone or no? Oh, uh, we got LSG coming on tomorrow. Oh, he's great. He is great. Yeah, love LSG. Yeah, we've had him yeah, on we here. Got LSG. Yeah. We got LSG coming on, and I don't know if you know this guy. Um, on Friday, we have a guy named named Moonshine Mantel. Moonshine. Where did I hear that? Yeah, I think look up I Moonshine. Have him on a list. They have him on he's our on list. A, he's on yeah, a guest Moon, list. Moonshine. Look yeah. up Moonshine, man. That guy is a monster, and I am so surprised that he has not been swooped up by anybody. I've wrestled him. Yeah. And the guy is an absolute beast. I'm shocked no one's no one has uh, swooped him up yet. I know he's done stuff with MLW. Yeah. I know he's done stuff with uh, Impact. He does reality wrestling out of uh, Booker T's yeah. place. I mean, um, the guy is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll look forward to those. All right, Sledge. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you've been phenomenal, inspirational, and just great all around. So uh, I look forward to you. I can't wait I to pre- see you in the ring. Oh, it might be sooner than you think. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Have yourself a great night. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yep. Later. Bye. Peace. Oh, awesome stuff, Vanessa. 